Welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast with your girl, Alyssa. We are here to celebrate the dirt in our life. Yes, you heard me right. We are raising a glass to it because destiny is written there. We talk about all the nitty gritty things like divorce and cancer, church hurt, identity issues, abuse, rape, all of the things, even down to our finances and feelings. Friends, this is the place to be encouraged. I hope that you enjoy it. Subscribe, leave me a review, send those links to someone you know needs it, but most importantly, come connect with me. Follow me on all my social medias and Let's jump into today's topic. Well, happy Tuesday, friend. I hope you're having a great start to your week, and I'm just honored that you're here hanging out with me in my little space of healing. Whether or not you're watching the video on YouTube or you're listening to the sound of my voice as you drive down the road, work out, maybe you're at work right now, maybe you're just hanging out and you've got my podcast plugged in. I'm just so excited you're here, and I pray that this episode is just going to encourage you in your faith, encourage you in your walk, in your journey, in your story. Maybe Maybe somebody sent you this link. Maybe you're a newbie and you just came across this channel. I want to ask you to do me a huge favor. Whoever is watching this, even if you're one of my faithful listeners, I want you to leave me a review down below, either in YouTube or on the podcast platforms. Leave me a review. It helps me out. But also, I just love to hear what you guys are getting out of this. I love to be encouraged by what you are gaining from this encouragement. And I would love to read those things and give you a shout out. I will shout it out next week if you put it on the comments below. Um, Maybe you don't know who I am. The name's Alyssa Holt. There's a lot that I do. Go follow me on social media. Do that, okay? In the description box below, go check it out. It's got everything you need to know about me. And you can go dive into all the things that are Alyssa. We are unfiltered. We celebrate the dirt in our life over here, meaning we take everything bad and we show that God has destiny no matter what it looks like. Your bad situation was actually meant to build the destiny that God has for you, not bury you not bury you in defeat. And that's what we do here. We use it. See, I am a recent widow. My husband passed away four months ago and relocated to heaven. And, um, I've been sharing my season of like what it looks like to really navigate that. And before that, my husband and I were sharing a season of cancer for three years and what it looked like to navigate that. And maybe you're here and you've gone through divorce, been there, done that. Maybe you've been depressed. Listen, we've all had depression. Okay, baby. Like there is so many things that we can say. If we exchange stories, I'm sure we could be here for years with the stories that everybody has concerning the bad things things that have happened in life, but no matter what your journey looks like, maybe it doesn't look like cancer. It doesn't look like divorce. It doesn't look like, um, losing your spouse, despite whether or not your circumstance can match up to mine. One thing is common ground. Okay. And it will always be the word of God, the word of God. My dad taught me a long, long time ago. We do not preach our experience. We preach the word. We preach the word because if we preach our experience, we will twist the word to accommodate 
our experience. If we didn't get the answered prayer, we're going to twist the word to accommodate the fact that God didn't answer. If we didn't get the healing, we're going to twist the word to accommodate the fact that we didn't get healed. If we didn't get free of the thing, we're going to twist the word to accommodate that. And see, the word is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whether or not your story is exactly like mine or whether or not you've gone through anything that I've gone through is not relevant because here we're going to teach the word. And yes, we're going to share the stories and we're going to get real about the dirt and we're going to be honest and we're going to utilize all those things because God uses all things for his good. He does not waste a thing, right? And so I'm very open about sharing the things that God has used for my good. But at the end of the day, his word is what we stand on. At the end of the day, this word is a yes and amen. At the end of the day, this is what he says is ours. And we're going to stand on that even if we don't see it, because that's what faith does. Faith is not moved by what we see and feel and hear. It is moved by what God says. So if he said it, I believe it. That settles it. You guys are going to hear me say that all the time. Okay. So if you are new here, we're going to turn over to Matthew 8 verse 13. And I just encourage you to um, study this word for yourself. I'm always telling you guys that, but I want to remind you that a good word on a podcast is not enough for you. You need a good word in your personal time. A good word on a podcast is not your personal time. Yes, we encourage you and I'm so excited you're here and I hope that you get something from this, but I also want you in your personal time so God can speak to you. And I hope that he speaks to you through this 30 minute podcast, but I also want you to go and find out who Jesus is for yourself. Okay. Um, Dive into this word because as you dive into it, it's going to become alive to you and God is going to start showing you things concerning your story and it's going to be life changing. I promise you it will. I promise you it will. So Matthew 8 verse 13, let me just kind of sum up what's going on here. Okay. There's a man that came to Jesus and he told Jesus that his servant was home paralyzed and that he wanted him to come and pray for him, but that honestly He's not worthy enough for Jesus to be under his roof. Jesus is like pretty awesome. And he's like, you know what? I'm not even worthy enough for you to come to my house and pray for my servant. Like all I need you to do is just say he's healed and I will go home and I know that he'll be healed. I know that for a fact. And so Jesus literally looked at him and said, then go. Verse 13, chapter eight, verse 13 in Matthew. Then go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Go. Let it be done just as you believed it would. This is the topic of the day. Are you ready, friend? What you believe is what will be done in your life. Because whether you know it or not, there is action behind your belief system. There's action. What we believe out of our heart flows the words of our mouth out of our heart flows the actions of our life. Out of our heart, what we believe within ourself, we will start to accommodate that belief system. We will start to accommodate that belief system, whether we realize it or not. If you believe everybody is out to get you and everybody is against you without even realizing it, you will hermit yourself up. You will segregate yourself and isolate yourself without even realizing it. 
If you believe everybody's out to get you and they're rejecting you and you have no friends, when somebody tries to befriend you, you will put a wall up. You'll be standoffish. You'll, you'll not be um, approachable. You, you will have like that ugly stone face that everybody's like, eh, I don't really know if I want to go up to them. And you're over here wanting friends and you're over here wanting people, but you believe you're rejected. You believe you're not received. You believed you're not liked. So because of that, you're putting off an atmosphere and you're literally nurturing a root system of belief without even realizing it. Actions are flowing and lifestyle is flowing and you're putting off a vibe that everybody can totally pick up on, right? And so what you believe is going to actually bring forth stuff in your life because what you believe will be done. What you believe will be done. So my question to you is what do you believe? My question to you even further than that is what is being done that you don't like? (laughs) What's being done that you don't like? What are you seeing that you don't like? You're not necessarily on board with. You don't want that for your life. You're not okay with that. You know, what is being done that you don't like? And ask yourself, okay, is there a root system of belief here? Because out of my belief, out of the abundance of my heart, the mouth will speak. Out of the abundance of my heart, my actions will portray what it is I am believing because I will go forth with what I believe and it will be done. Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Friend, it is so easy to blame God for everything that's going on in your life. It is so easy to blame the devil for everything that's going on in your life. It's so easy to blame your friends. It's so easy to blame the family members. It's so easy to blame the unforeseen circumstances. It's so easy to blame the giant in our life, the valley in our life, the despair, um, the disease, whatever it is that's been done. It's easy to blame everything else except for ourself. The truth is, God gave us authority. And if he didn't give us authority, then he wouldn't have said, go and let it be done just as you believed. He didn't say, go let it be done just as God desired. Listen to this. Jesus didn't say, go let it be done just as the Father wanted. He didn't say, go let it be done just as the Holy Spirit said. No, he said, go let it be done just as you, you believe. Somebody put your hand on your heart and say, I believe, so it will be done. I believe, so it will be done. If it's just up to God, how come Jesus consistently says her faith made her whole? Go and let it be done unto you. You believe. You speak to the mountain and say, be removed, he said. When you speak to the mountain, it will be cast into the sea. Listen, you have responsibility for your walk with God. You have a responsibility for your faith. You have a responsibility for your belief system. You have a responsibility for what is happening around you. It is going to produce whatever it is you are putting your belief in. What is producing you have put a belief system in. So ask yourself the question, what do I believe What is producing that I don't like? And how can I take responsibility for it 
Rather than saying God is at fault or rather than saying the enemy is at fault or rather than saying people are at fault or rather than saying circumstances are at fault or rather than just saying, you know what? Life is just bad and bad things happen. So life is at fault. If he said that we can believe and see that it will happen just as we believe, that means that we can believe and see it happen just as we've, it's that simple, guys. We've made the word of God so difficult. We've made it this really hard equation. I remember being in math class. <laughs> I, I didn't do math, okay? Can I just be real? I, I did not do math. I had a lot of guys that liked me, and I had them do my homework for me, okay? Um, so I did not do well in math at all, but um, we have made the word of God like a really hard, really hard equation, like all of the complicated equations that are written on the board, the X and the A's and the all of the things. And it's this huge like you're scratching your head going, how in the world did they get that? I don't understand. But really, it's so simple. The word of God is so much more simple than we make it. If we believe it will be done. If you believe it will be done. Why is it that we can believe with our heart and confess with our mouth? That Jesus is Lord and we believe that when we die, we will go to heaven. Kind of crazy because we've never seen heaven. We've never seen God. We've never seen this kingdom place that it talks about. But we still believe when we die, that's where we're headed. And we only believed in our heart and confessed with our mouth. But still, we don't know how to believe with our heart and confess with our mouth that healing is ours. We don't know how to do that because we haven't seen the healing in the same way that we haven't seen heaven. But for some reason, we make it more complicated when it comes to our healing than we do when it comes to having a place in the kingdom when we die. How crazy is that, guys? We make it more complicated to believe with our heart and confess with our mouth that we are free of addiction. We are free of depression. We are free of anxiety. We are free of these things that have plagued us and tormented us and messed with our minds for years on end because we don't see it. So it's hard. But yet we did the same exact thing in order to receive salvation. Guys, I've said it before. I'm going to keep on saying it until you believe it with your heart. The same cross that saved you is the same cross that heals you. The same cross that saved you is the same cross that frees you. The same cross that saved you is the same cross that delivers you. The same cross, guys. It takes belief and it takes confession. Belief and confession. You had to do it for salvation and you have to do it for anything else you want to receive by faith. That's why Jesus said you have to say to the mountain. Say to the mountain, be removed. It takes your speech. But see, out of the abundance of your heart, what you believe is what you will say. What you believe is what you will do. You'll do it even without being aware of it. In the same aspect that I told you, when you want friends and you believe you're rejected and you start putting off these vibes without even realizing it, that you you are untouchable. So people don't try to be friends with you because you don't make yourself friendly. My husband used to tell our girls all the time because they would say, I don't have any friends. And he used to say, well, then you need to be friendly. You can't make friends if you're not a friend to somebody, you know. But when you believe that you're not worthy of something, you begin to put action towards that. 
And so, you know, what we are producing in our life, we've got to take responsibility for, you know, a farmer, my family is a lot, we've got a lot of farmers in our family, okay? My great-grandparents, they had land, and it was a lot of land. I, I think they've had like four or 500 acres of land, and they would plant so many seeds, okay? They had every single thing you can think of out there, but I mainly remembered the watermelons, okay? Because they had us go out there. They had all of us great-grandchildren, and they used us in the summer, okay? They said, you know what? If you come and work the farm and help us, shell these green beans and and pick all of these things out in the farm then you guys can go ride the four-wheeler <laughs> you could go ride the four-wheeler you can go mudding you you can go and um, pick a watermelon out in the field any watermelon you want that's your reward you can slice it open right there in the field and dump some salt on it and we were out there man we would be so dirty and it was a lot of fun, but what I learned through watching my grandparents is that what they produced depended on what they sacrificed, what they sacrificed. You know, what you believe is a sacrifice. It, it takes time to believe something that you don't see in the same way that it takes time to plant and nurture something that you can't see yet. You know, you don't see the fruit when you plant the seeds. You know, you don't see it yet. You got to put some work in. And it's the same with your belief system. You don't see the fruit of the thing you are believing for right away when you're planting the seeds. But you got to stand in faith. And you've got to nurture it right. And I seen them get up, man. They were up at four and five o'clock in the morning and they were out there in the fields. They were out there doing what they need to do. They were also commercial fishermen. So they were either out fishing or they were out in the field. And that's what they did. And I remember waking up at 4.30-ish and grandma would be in there cooking breakfast for grandpa because they were getting ready to go out and nurture the thing that they were believing was coming forth during harvest time. They were getting out and doing some work. They believed it was going to happen, but it took responsibility to nurture the thing that they wanted to produce. And so you can believe it's going to happen, but you can't believe without responsibility. As a farmer, you understand you've got to go out there and you've got to work the field. You've got to work the field. You've got to make sure that there's not coons out there eating all of your crops. I remember getting out there and we put up um, scarecrows out there. I remember dressing the scarecrow. It was so much fun and grandpa was out there getting it all put up and, and we were out there dressing the scarecrow because the deer and the coons and the different ones would come and it, all of these animals would eat the harvest if they weren't careful. Oh, this is so good. The Holy Spirit just dropped something in my heart. You know, we get so consumed with blaming everybody else for our harvest being produced and being eaten and being taken, and being stolen, but we're not out there doing what we need to do to take responsibility for the harvest, to not be stolen, and not be eaten, and not be taken. See, we couldn't just like sit back after all that work that they did. They planted the seeds, and they watered, and they worked the field, and they did the labor, and they were out there every single day. They couldn't just sit back and go, oh my gosh, my crops are getting eaten. I'm so angry. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. I put in all of this work. I put in all of this time. And now I'm just so angry. I'm so mad at that bear. I'm so mad at that deer. I'm so mad at that coon, that squirrel. 
oh man, they're just eating off. No, they went out there and even took responsibility for protecting the fruit that they believed was going to come forth in the harvest. So it's not just enough to do what Jesus said here, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. You're believing for the thing to be produced. You're believing for the thing to come forth, but also you have a responsibility to protect that thing from being stolen from you. Man, this is good. This is Holy Spirit. I did not even plan to say this. You're also responsible to protect it. Get out there and protect it. Get out there and say what I'm believing for will not be taken from me. When a beast comes my way, And tries to take what God said is mine that I've been nurturing and I've been putting my faith on and I have been watering with the seed of the word and I've been believing for. I refuse to let that thing come and steal what God said is mine. We're raising a glass to that right now. You are not incapable of receiving the thing that God said is yours. The only thing that will stop you from receiving the thing that God said is yours is you. You. Because he said, go let it be done just as you believed it would be done. So if you can receive the thing that you believe for, then you can also receive the thing that you don't believe for. If you can receive the thing that faith says is yours, then you can also receive the thing that fear says is yours. So you're going to receive something. So why not receive the thing that God says rather than the thing that the enemy is trying to make you believe in your head by planting thoughts and lies and fear and worry and doubt? Because here's the deal. The enemy comes at us, guys. He comes at us with thoughts. That's all he has. That's what he did in the garden. He has no new tricks at all. No new tricks at all. That's what he did in the garden in Genesis. That's what he did with Adam and Eve in Genesis. Okay. He came to them with a thought. Why does God not want you to eat from this tree? Is it because he doesn't want you to be like him? It's a thought. And that's all he does with us now is he comes as a thought to make us question our belief. To make us question who we are. That's all he has on us. That's all he has on us. So at the end of the day, we get the choice to choose whether or not we're going to give him the power by believing the thing that he's planted in our mind or whether or not we're going to plow that field and we're going to pull that up and say, nope, that thought is not here to stay. That's not here to bear fruit. That's going to go right now and I am going to give it to Jesus because I am believing what God says about me over what the enemy is trying to say in this moment. We have to take responsibility for protecting our minds. We have to take responsibility for protecting our hearts. We have to take responsibility for protecting our root system. We have to take responsibility for protecting our harvest, for protecting our belief that God can. We've got to go and let it be done just as we believed. Let it be done just as we believed. If we're going to get whatever we believed, whether it's fear or faith, we might as well go and believe in faith. 
We might as well go and believe what God says. We might as well go and stand on his word instead of our worries. We might as well, if we're going to be putting some time and energy and effort into this thing, we might as well see the full harvest come to pass, right? We aren't going to give in to a beast that tries to come and steal it, whether that beast is depression, whether that beast is worry, whether that beast is anxiety, whether that, whether that beast is, um, you know, the, the enemy bringing people into our life. My dad, he used to say all the time, and I know I always refer to my dad, but my dad's been my pastor my whole life. Okay. So, um, he used to always say all the time when God is getting ready to bless you, he'll send a person. And when the enemy's getting ready to curse you, he'll send a person. And so we've also got to understand that we have a responsibility to protect our harvest and our blessing and our belief system from people. And we have got to be able to recognize when a person is sent from God and when a person is sent as a distraction from the enemy. I had somebody in my youth group the other night. You know, I just talked to this teen a couple weeks ago about a relationship that she was in. And she was saying, you know, I really feel like the Lord wants me to be closer to him. And he's not really wanting me to be tied down. And then two weeks later, she comes back and says, well, I, you know what? This guy came into my life and I really feel like he was sent by the Lord. And I said, well, hold up. Didn't you just say a couple weeks ago that God said it's time for you and him to spend some time alone and that it's about working on you. And now you're saying that he sent you a guy that contradicts God, right? And we've got to recognize the enemy is going to make it look good sometimes. He's going to make it look good sometimes so that you can get distracted and let things into your life that were never supposed to be there that will sabotage the belief system that God had for you in order to get what it is you've been standing in. It is a responsibility to stay alert and to protect what you believe God can do in your life. It's not just your mind. It's not just your heart. It's not just your emotion and your spirit. It is people. It is TV. It is music. It is atmospheres and environments that you place yourself in the midst of because it all starts to come in and influence your belief system. There are so many things that come in from the outside that influence your belief system. And what you believe will be done. So what is it you're believing? And what is it that's being done? What is it that you're seeing? And what is it that you want to see? What is it that you don't like? And what is it that you're believing for? You need to start recognizing those things and you need to ask yourself, is there root systems that I need to take care of? Are there beasts that are coming in and stealing from my harvest that I need to do a better job of protecting? Now, sometimes we need to be the one to uproot the belief systems. And sometimes we need to recognize it's not even a root system. It's, It's an outside thing that I am letting things in from the outside that are getting to the belief system that God has for me to protect. And I need to do a better job at that because whatever I go and do in my belief, it will be done. I hope that you're getting encouraged by this. I hope that it's clicking. I hope that you're getting challenged. I hope that it's stretching you. I want you, I want to give you um, homework. I want you to go sit down and I want you to get your journal out. 
notebook, piece of paper, scrap paper, whatever it is that you do, okay? You do you, baby, whatever it is. Maybe it's your iPhone and you're gonna just get it out and pull up the notes section and write something down electronically, but I want you to write down what it is that you need in your life. What is it that you're believing God for? I want you to write down a list of things you're believing for, and then I want you to write down a list of things that you see, what you see with your natural eye, not with your spiritual eye. What do you really see? And then I want you to ask yourself, how are the things that I'm seeing, how do they line up to the things that I'm believing for? Do they align at all? Are they completely opposite? Do they contradict each other? Then I want you to ask yourself, how can I start believing for these things in a way that what I see can start lining up? Are there some root systems that I need to dig up? Are there some things I need to protect? Are there some things that I need to start planting better? I need to start saying better. I need to start casting vision for better. I need to start putting some action towards better. How can I start changing this to where the two lists begin to align with each other? How can I take responsibility for my belief system? How can I take responsibility for the fact that this is not just on God and this is not just about my circumstance and this is not just about an attack of the enemy, but this is about me standing up in my authority and realizing that I can go just like Jesus said and I can see it be done just as I believed it can be done. That's what I want you to do. I want you to go do that. I want you to see how it challenges you. Maybe your eyes will be open. You'll be like, man, I didn't even see that right there. So I need to do better with that. I need to do better with that. And it will completely shift some things in your life. Okay? I love you so much. I hope that this is challenging you. Send it to someone who you know needs it. Leave me a review down below, a comment down below. Join me next Tuesday for another episode. You guys go follow me on social media. Join my crew. If you need somebody in your life that's going to encourage you every day, we're live every day with the crew, guys. They get worksheets. They get series. They get devotionals. We are constantly digging into and studying the Word of God. We're going live on Zoom, and we're doing Bible studies together and creating prayer boards together and doing all kinds of fun stuff. It is awesome. You guys, we we support each other over there. We pray for each other, encourage each other. Join the crew. You can do it all on my website, alyssaholt.com. You can book me to come speak at your church, whether that's in a main service, whether that's worship leading, whether that's doing a conference, a camp meeting, a tent revival, a woman's saying, I don't care. Come have me on the calendar. You guys check my calendar out. It's on my website and it's also on my social medias. You guys come see me. This month of August, I'm in Oklahoma. Oklahoma and Arkansas. And I would love to see you. Um, you can even text my number, the word connect, and you will get live notifications when I go live so that you can never miss one of these live chats. And also when I'm in a location near you, you will get that information as well. So I love you guys so much. You guys come stay connected, be connected. You're not alone. You do not have to do life by yourself. Stand in faith because if God said it, that settles it. You, But you've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. We're raising a glass to the dirt in our life because destiny is written there.